Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Stepping to a different drummer, and we are so, so happy that you have, Dr. Meg. Our guest, Meg Blackburn Losey, Ph.D., is the author of nine books, including her latest release on November 1st of this year, The Children of Now Evolution. And the other eight books our listeners may be familiar with are Touching the Light, The Secret History of Consciousness, Parenting the Children of Now, and Meg's international bestseller, um, The Children of Now, is now available in 30 languages. Wow. And her other books, Conversations with the Children of Now, Pyramids of Light, Awakening to Multidimensional Realities, and um, her online messages, which are distributed globally. She's also contributing um, a contributing author to The Mysteries of 2012 and What Wags the World. Dr. Meg, Paula, and I are continuously amazed how one can do so much 20-plus years of research, teach, write books, interweave with the rest of your life and breathe. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> you certainly must have a fleet of support. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Yeah, I really agree with that. I don't know, see how one person does all that Meg does. And I was thinking a fleet of support in third dimension and the angelics. Wow. And listen to this. Not only... Has she done everything else that you've everything you mentioned? She is also a, nat- a national and international keynote speaker and lectures worldwide. She facilitates group journeys to sacred sites, including Scotland, England, Ireland, Peru, Bolivia, Egypt, and Mexico. She is a recipient of the Culture of Peace Award, and she also served as a consultant to Good Morning America. In 2020, and most recently, A&E Lifetime Movie Network. Whoa. You know, not only that, Paula, but Dr. Meg's work has literally changed social paradigms, challenged the school system, yay, and the medical profession, as well as others who are responsible for our children. Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey, we are surely in for Adventure Day on all levels with you. You're so kind. Thank you for having me on. And hello, everyone who's listening now and maybe even later. (laughs) Thanks for being out there. (laughs) Well, Dr. Dr. Meg, uh, 
were you always involved with uh, children and, and investigating uh, the like the crystalline children? And uh, I mean, when did you start to do this journey with working with children? Uh, they kind of snuck up on me, actually. <laughs> I uh I I had a uh, two private practices in two different states simultaneously. I I did one every day in one place and once a month in another and you know when when I first started out I always got the kids or the families or the people who nobody knew how to fix. And so children were being diagnosed with weird things or they were having symptoms that nobody knew where they were coming from. And they were also having some um, physical things, high fevers, um, seizures, different kinds of things. And over time, as I saw these kids, I started to realize that we had a ph- phenomenon going on. And, you know, back then, I thought this was a kind of a niche of kids that were born with very special gifts like um, high intuitive abilities, even telekinesis and telepathy. Um, being natural healers and understanding energy, and I, as as time went on, I started to realize that they were kind of in different directions. They weren't all the same, and there were kind of groups of different, really um, understandable different at- attributes. Uh, for instance, the chil- the crystalline kids are real socially oriented. They're all heart and they're all about love and the and the star kids just to give you a couple examples um are really all about the planet the animals and new technologies they love to invent things and they're very concerned about the state of the planet so you know i i (laughs) i got an email from a conference one day saying um what do you want to talk about this year it was one i did every year back then and I sat there and I thought, wow, I wonder what I am going to talk about. And I heard speak of the children, and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I'm not an expert, and there's no way I'm doing that. Speak of the children. Well, three times I heard it very clearly, and I said, okay, fine. So I typed in this email, Dr. Magel, speak of the children of now, and I wrote a couple of sentences, and off it went. And I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> And then when I went to the conference, um, the morning I was supposed to speak, I couldn't stand up straight. There were uh, there was a weight in my external energy field. You know, we all have like a bubble of energy around us, and it has a lot of jobs. But um, And I can actually see this stuff. I'm really strange, but my motto, weird is wonderful. So... <laughs> As the day went on, it got worse, and I, I checked into my field, and what I saw that was that I had orbs, four different ones, four different colors. Um, the orbs are like a sphere, and they, you can identify them in a, in a number of ways by the patterns inside of them, by the colors they are. They, orbs are a whole topic all on their own. But anyway, there were four of them by the end of the day stuck in my energy field. And I, after I spoke at the conference, I had to leave and, and um, Spokane and go to uh, Sedona, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I was as I went there, I was surrounded by children on every plane and every wait, waiting area at the airports for my flights, and the kids were talking to me. I mean, real, real life little people, you know, and I'm like, something weird is going on. And then I started <laughs> to hear stuff in my head little giggles and and some profound sentiments and I'm like oh my god I think I'm losing my mind <laughs> and and so I said okay guys if you're real start showing up 
in real life in human form because I need to know that I'm I'm not making this up because so much is happening. And sure enough, over the next months, they all did. They were all very real. And the interesting thing with these particular four in the beginning, they were not physically able to speak. Um, so they were speaking to me telepathically, and I guess they realized I could hear them. Um, and at the same time, my granddaughter was born, and she showed a lot of these same abilities. So I got curious, and I started kind of keeping track, and next thing I knew, it got to be a really big deal. <laughs> and um, I wrote the book, and and it's just, it, that book has a life of its own, and I don't take any credit for it. I totally give the credit to the kids for that. Uh, and then I, as I went out and spoke in the world, you know, over time, I realized that this wasn't some little niche thing that was happening. It was affecting children. It is affecting children all over the planet, no matter what race or creed or belief system or traditions they come from. All children are affected um, in different ways with this, and with it come a whole lot of different issues. So that's kind of how it got started, and I noticed also that their energy fields look different. I could see all that, and the... The crystalline kids originally, to me, looked like jewel-toned rainbows, like searchlights, forest green, indigo blue, deep, rich gold or burgundy. And over time, that changed. And as it did, the field started to lighten up. And hence, we have so many different names for the same group of kids, rainbow children, dolphin children, crystalline children. It's all the same thing. There is no difference. It's just where in the evolution people encountered them. So there's been a little confusion about that over the years, and I hope I've helped straighten that out. Um, But it's been quite a journey just when I think I'm finished because, you know, my passion is consciousness and healing. And the kids figured that out, and so they hit me consciously. And that's how they got my attention. <laughs> and then for a while, people people forgot that I'm a world-class healer and that I write all about sacred geometry and consciousness, and everybody only wanted to talk about the kids. And um, I still went, I still talked about them. And, and um, what I learned is mind-blowing how big this phenomenon is and how many different facets of our social... Uh, and and other systems are affecting them in negative ways. Doctor, well, I really you know, believe- some- go ahead, Paul. One, two, three. Go. I really believe. That- <laughs> I oh, I was just going to say, I really believe that they're coming in right now to uh, to actually save Mother Earth. Yeah, they'll they'll t- they'll tell you that, and they'll also say that they've come back to teach us how to love ourselves and each other because we don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they are on a they are on a serious mission. Doctor Meg, uh, about um, it's been about a year and a half now. We had a family mom below where we live, and um, the little boy was um, so that he couldn't speak, and he did connect with me one evening, and I was very surprised. And all he wanted to say was, is that. I'm really open and I'm inside and I really I'm really thinking and and that he was truly alive he just couldn't speak. Exactly. And um I thought that was just I couldn't even believe what I received from the child below. 
Uh, there was one other contact thereafter with him. Other than that, there was no. I had no connection. But he just. Um, when I see him outside, I just kind of wave to him, and he. He couldn't even wave, you know. Right. But right. being that I had that connection, it was like. He just wanted to let me know that, you know, he was alert inside even though he couldn't speak. And that's what most of them wanted because, um, and and boy, did I learn a lot. You know, Taz, we were, we were taught to look away from what's different or dysfunctional and like it was a shameful thing. And I'm so sorry that we were. And if I learned nothing else in all of this, and of course I've learned a plethora of things, but is to never look away and always know that just because they don't appear to be home inside doesn't mean they're not. And I had enough experience with enough of these children, and I mean many of them, I don't even know how many, um, to realize that all we need to do is be in their presence. And they are so unconditionally loving because they have developed no issues. You know, they're just pure spirit in there. And I've seen healings happen around some of these kids. I've, I've seen some very cold stuff. Lauren, one of my little favorites, she passed away a couple years ago. Um, Lauren used to wake me up at night showing me how she could do the ballet out of her dysfunctional body on the earth. She would get uh-huh. out of body and be ecstatic, only she didn't let me get much sleep. <laughs> Yeah, and Weston used to completely change my reality. He'd all of a sudden blank. He would blank out whatever was in my head and change it to whatever he wanted me to see. And I could feel him laughing. Um, he actually got so disruptive that I had to get. I had to fuss at him telepathically. This is this is so funny. I I hear myself telling this, and <laughs> I wonder what people think. But I chastised him because I was in a recording booth in New York City doing a CD for kids, and he kept interrupting. <laughs> And he was laughing. He thought it was hilarious. And I said, you can't do this. Manners apply to all levels of reality, not just this one. <laughs> and he didn't wow. talk to me for two months. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had to laugh because he, 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 he ultimately did start talking to me again. But, I mean, that's, it's, it's such a crazy world with some of these gifted kids. And if, if you don't have a good sense of humor and a... Uh, an openness to whatever might be possible, you're going to have a hard time believing it or or understanding it. But it's not just that. The kids have real sensitivities, you know, and and we're seeing now later since these these kids started coming in an epidemic of autism. One, according to the CDC, one out of every 50 children is diagnosed with autism right now. Yeah. Um, we're, we're seeing Asperger's, we're seeing diagnoses of ADD and ADHD and even bipolar and some other things. Um, and that's not what's going on. Now, the autism is a kind of a side thing because it's a, I consider it a, a, a companion to this subject, but not, um, it's not, it needs to stand on its own merit because there's things we can do about it. Uh, and there's things we can do about all of this, but um, because these kids are so t- sensitive, they're affected in different ways by heavy medical uh, metals and chemicals and things like that. And so I kind of tend to talk about them aside from the other ones. Um, but what's really happening is a fast-forward evolution of humanity. You know, our our brains, where our this generation is far more intelligent than any pre preceding generation and it is because of a lot of reasons part of it is how the energies have set up in this time 
period. Another part is our technology is feeding them so fast that their brains are developing and compartmentalizing um, information. And, you know, um, and the other piece of it is they're very highly, high-frequency built. In other words, all of us are put together but with a, combination of frequencies frequencies are light and sound and color and when they assemble they reflect a reality well each of us is unique in all of creation each of us is like our own symphony in all of creation and in this new generation their symphonies are all high notes let's just put it that way they're absolutely magnificent it's it's like it's like notes from the choirs of angels they're so high frequency Okay, and so you take a child like that and you put uh, a vaccine into their body that's got a carrier such as mercury or thimerosal, conductive materials. Mercury, for instance, has been studied for fuel in interstellar travel, and yet they're using it as a carrier to deliver the immunity part of the vaccines through the bodies. Well, consciousness inhabits our bodies. Consciousness is electromagnetic in nature, and it's not limited by time or space or any kind of boundaries. So as we develop, as as we're growing into babies, our consciousness has entered and has filled all of our cells. And that's why we talk about sometimes I'm going to go off topic just for a sec. Um, people have somatic memory, body memory from their experiences and often will react out of habit because there's a, there's a fear that's maintained in the body. Well, consciousness is experiencing all of that. Consciousness is working with in tandem with our DNA, and our DNA, especially in our, our new children, is expressing what they call epigenetically we are becoming something else. We are mutating consciously and intellectually and because of some other things like GMOs and vaccines and, and different things, our our physical bodies are also mutating in order to keep up with the changes that are being made in our, for instance, food products, pharmaceuticals, different things like that. So... You, you you take a kid that is so high frequency and you put mercury in their body and what happens is the mercury expands that fine-natured consciousness energy and it pushes it outward from the body. And depending on the frequencies of those children um, determines just how consciousness is moved out or away or irregularly or even sometimes where there are gaps, and those are the more severe kids that um, are not able to, they don't seem like they're present with us. And and it's it's something that modern medicine doesn't consider because they don't even acknowledge the subtle energy system. And yet the things that they're doing to these kids' bodies is directly affecting um, what they're able to do and, and how their bodies function. So those, that's just... A little bit about all of that, but it's it, it's a pretty deep subject, actually. Right, because there's so many different facets. <laughs> exactly. Well, so you know, if you're, in, you're a in parent, a way that there's, in, in a way, there is some positiveness of this, and that is when you have a child 
of special needs or they're different and they have these special gifts, it really does slow the family to the point where they're not rushing here and there so that they can um, have a coziness, have a stillness, have a lovingness that that they ordinarily wouldn't have. We would like um, to think that, Taz, but the truth is many of these families feel quite isolated. They're very stressed that their child is broken, and I want to make it very clear right now that anyone who is listening, your child isn't broken. They're just differently abled. Right. But And society hasn't caught up with this yet, and so they have nowhere to turn. I know way too many of these families, and I've firsthand witnessed what they go through, and it's very, very stressful. And they can't, for instance, there, there's so many different variances on behavioral issues and and cognizance issues and different things that they, for the most part, we don't have anywhere for those children to go for help. So the parents are with them 24-7, which is very stressful for any parent, I might add, even of a, a so-called yeah. normal child. And and they're often distraught because they their child is being labeled or prescribed for or whatever, and they're, they all they want is for their child to be comfortable and okay, but our society does not offer that um, because it does not acknowledge or, or in many cases is even aware that there's more to us than just the physical. So there is unfortunately that side of it as well. Um, the, I can I can say that the for the most part the parents that I've met that have these children and they do vary widely in degree of effect you know how how much affected they are. Um, mm-hmm. They are so loving and so dedicated to their children, and they do the very best they can. But when I see them out in public, um, people turn away or they talk under their breath about they need to manage that child differently. Or you know, the public doesn't understand, and right. it's a phenomenon that we've created. So my whole thing is let's educate everybody and see if we can't get some different outcomes. Yeah. Well, I know I know a mother um, with an autistic child, and she actually broke down. I mean, they did. She was so stressed. Yes, I mean she was so stressed, and uh, and other members of the family would try to relieve her, but they they didn't feel. I mean, it's like they give the child right back again because they couldn't handle the child. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I know a number of these kids, and I'm very intimately aware of one who's because I stay with a family when I teach in Atlanta and what I know is that they tend to be very ritualistic and when their very fragile world has any change whatsoever they don't do well with that and and so that's why that happens um there I am just now just this last couple of weeks starting to hear about special schools that are coming up, um, particularly for this little guy, um, that have, like, one teacher for maybe three students. And they teach them coping skills. And, like, this little guy tends to get aggressive with people. He he has um, not got good emotional control. Um, by the way, vaccine-related, if I might add. And... 
he, he's not what most people would call autistic, but he's about two years behind developmentally. And he, But they teach him things like when he pushes or hits someone, they teach him how to use nice hands, you know, little simple skills that parents don't think about because there's so many dynamics going on. Um, so the, I am starting to see some creative uh, situations popping up, and I'm I'm really advocating for a whole lot more of that. Okay, changing the diet, have you seen that help? You know, yeah, get them off yeah. The um, and this goes across the board, and I'm going to cross into two territories with this answer, if you don't mind. Um, we are, as I said, we're harmonically put together. Our digestive system is the lowest frequency system in our body. So if something has affected our body, our consciousness, our electromagnetic nature in any way, the first thing that starts to break down is the digestive system. And in company with that is our autoimmune system. So what we're finding is that a lot of these kids are completely not tolerant of wheat or gluten or even as gluten breaks down into gliadin and other things. The reason is that a lot of the foods are, I'm crossing into three territories, okay. (laughs) So a lot of our foods are genetically modified. Now what does that mean? It's genetic, a GMO is a genetically modified organism. I'll give you some for instance. Um, Monsanto, other companies, are putting Roundup into the DNA structure of such as soybeans and other crops to to keep them bug-free while they're growing. Uh, fish genes were inserted into, straw, into strawberry genetics to help them weather the frost. Um, frog genes were put in tomatoes. I can't remember why. And even I saw two or three, I I cited them all in the book, um, instances where human genes were inserted into foods. Now, all of this is against nature, all of it. It's affecting our food chain. All of the waste from it, all of the digested parts of it, everything goes into our food chain, the ground, the water, the animals, the, the feeds, and ultimately into our food. And so it's not just that a certain product may be genetically modified. It may not say that, but everything that happened to get it to that point may have been. And genetically modified stuff is doing some very interesting things. It's it, uh, When gliadin, which is a part of gluten, breaks down, what it does is it plugs into the thyroid cell receptors and causes the thyroid to think it has what it needs when it does not. So we start to see weight gain. We see a lot of uh, children that are overweight. Also, other breakdown products of, of uh, GMOs that happen in our body also plug into our autoimmune receptors, leaving our bodies thinking that um, one thing is happening when, in fact, it's quite opposite. So we're seeing an escalation, rampant allergies, serious numbers of children with asthma, um, other autoimmune issues. And so, um, you know, that's a big deal, and it's a big part of what's happening to the kids because they're so vitally sensitive that they react 
you know, exponentially to how our bodies do because we've kind of been introduced and acclimated. They're born very, very much uh, more refined energetically than we were, and they didn't have time to adapt, and nor did, did we evolutionarily as far as our physical body um, adapting. So what's happening is slowly we are beginning to mutate based on false information. And that very very much concerns me. It affects our health. It affects how we express ourselves in every way. And it's it's affecting our future. And I'm certain that in the following generations, we're going to get a greater understanding of that. It's going to be terrifying. So we what needs to happen is we've got to get out there and get people aware and act. You know, remember, these are our children. Nobody should be able to tell us what to do, and yet it's happening every minute. And we can only change the world one person at a time. So if each of us refuses to buy those things, if we ask what's in the vaccine, um, there's an 800 number in the book, by the way, you can call and verify. You can get the batch number from your doctor, and you can call and ask them, What's in it? You know, what What are the carriers? What's in it? Is this safe for my child? They'll probably always say it's safe, but look for look for things like mercury or thimerosal. Um, do some diligence. I gave you a lot in the book. It's kind of like a handbook for everything that applies. But you can go as deep. When I started researching, I cannot believe how deep every one of these subjects went. And so I kind of did well-informed chapters that were a synopsis of my research because I didn't want to overload anybody. But um, they're, they're, the information's easily findable. Um, you can find it online, um, health magazines. There, there's a lot out there. Well, well it looks like this the, circuit has – it looks like this, this – it's like a train track. We've been completely placed on another track. Um, yeah, with, and, and we let it happen because we didn't know. Yeah, well, and then we started here. Sorry, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse because, okay, the bugs that the, they're putting into the plants. I mean, the um, Roundup they're putting in. Well, uh-huh. the bugs will get used to it, and then they're going to have to put more in it than they do yeah. now. So it's just going to get worse and worse. Exactly, and it's the same thing that's happened with us in antibiotics. You know, we give, we're given so much of it, we get sick all the time because our bodies don't have their natural immunity. The antibiotics do a number on the intestinal tract, which is where our autoimmune system lives from. And so we've got a lot of autoimmune um, errors going on, and all of this is changeable, all of it. And the really sad thing is that in a number of states, including Washington State, recently um, came to vote referendums to demand uh, labeling on GMO products. And because of the heavy lobbying of these big corporations, every single state that was defeated, every single one, and uh, it's just mind-blowing to me that these big auspices are able to get away with that just because they have more money and and more time and can hire who they want to to you know lobby as long as they need to or whatever to wear people down and when we had that vote going on here in Washington 
we received, my husband and I received more propaganda in the mail telling us why we don't need to worry about this. Phone calls, I call them robocalls, you know, they call and they say, you need to vote for this because blah, 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 blah. The money behind this was scary because I know what a lot of that stuff costs to do. And it was unbelievable how how the big companies actually polluted the minds of the voters. Because if people don't know or haven't heard of this, they would think, oh, my gosh, what's the big deal? And they'd vote against it, you know. And that's what happened here. And it, it was, I was a sad day. <laughs> I was listening to the uh to um I forget her name, Gail. She has she's on the news now that it's uh, Oprah's friend. Uh-huh. And they were talking about GMOs. She had never heard of it. And yeah. I thought <laughs> I couldn't believe it, you know. She's exposed to news all the time and she had never heard of it and thought, Well, what's the big deal? And that's exactly what I'm talking about. It has been slid into our food products until it's become a standard, and we didn't even know it was happening because it's not on the labels. Oh, and when I was flying to Hawaii, you know the magazines that the uh, airlines put out, uh-huh. and I was like, there was an advertisement that Hawaii is proud of their GMO products, their GMO fruit. They're proud of it. And I thought. Whoa! Couldn't believe what I was reading. Yeah, I, I think that that's a media uh, input that probably isn't true. I think they have a a law now that they're trying to get the the GMOs extracted from the Hawaii, um, and it didn't quite pass. They're still in the process right now. You know, so the, the the European Union has banned GMOs. Well, it's, Del is that Del Monte pineapple. They're the ones that have the GMOs. Yeah, I'm sure. But what I'm saying is the European Union is most of, most of Europe, and they got together and banned them. So you, I'm just saying because um, you said something about international listeners. Um, f- for the most part over there, they've gotten at, gotten aware of that piece, and they have stomped it out. But yeah. it's going to take some vocalization on our parts to get it out of our our country. And the rest of the world. Oh, and I read somewhere too that one state voted GMO, GMO labeling, uh, and uh, the large companies are suing that state. Yes, yes, it's it's happening with a number of things that have been done, and um, I don't know where it all is on any given day because there's so much going on. But it's a very real uh, factor in what's happening to the kids and us. And um, it's something that we can change just by buying something different or saying no thank you or, you know, making those votes when they come up, voting voting to have these things revealed, um, speaking up for the kids, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes, um, we need to do that. And I'm not a radical. I'm a bit of a rebel. I'll own that piece. But I, I don't want to come across as some fanatic that's trying to push a bunch of stuff. What I found in my research absolutely horrified me because I really didn't know much about GMOs either. I tried to avoid them, but I didn't really know what, what it was about them I was avoiding. 
And then I started to look at at the GMOs and the vaccines and the stats and, and information on autism and, and a lot of these other things that we've been talking about. And it was mind-blowing to me when I put the whole picture together. I was like, oh, my God, how are we even going to survive as a, as a race if we continue to allow these things to happen and participate in them? Yeah, it looks like no one has a hold on it. I mean, it's it's amazing. Even the children, they're they're gaining weight beyond yeah. anything any of us have ever seen. And not only that, but it's even the adults. And you, yeah, you see, and you know that that's not true weight, Taz. That is um, inflammation. Inflammation caused by certain cell receptors being blocked by certain. Uh, genetically modified organisms that yeah. are ingested. And even the school systems feed GMO stuff, for the most part, to our kids every day of, of their school year. Wow. Well, I, I, so the parents that I'm involved with, where I live, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. Good for you. buy strictly, strictly GMO-free food for their children. But, I mean, there's like this, the, the large cities where people are not um, told anything or they can't afford it. I mean, that, that's, that population is not even being touched. No, it's not. And it's really sad because they don't know any different. And it, and that's a whole other subject. That's one of my soapboxes I don't want to get on right now. But um, it, it's true. It's very true. And we're, the extent of overweight that we are seeing in people and in, in, in little people and big people is actually swelling because the body is trying to do its job, but it's being lied to because its cell receptors are plugged with the wrong information. It's like there's square plugs in round holes. And so the body gets confused and it tries to compensate around that information. And then the immune system gets whacked and then the, and then their little bodies and, and ours start to swell up. And we look really overweight, and some kids are because of what they're eating and, and that they're allowed to. Um, but And that's fixable really easily. <laughs> but um, it, it, the, our bodies are being fooled, and therefore how our bodies oper- operate is mutating. This inflammation is a sign of mutation. The autoimmune issues, the asthma, the allergies, those are signs of mutation. We are being made into something that we're not. And I don't know long-term what that means in our physical nature, but what I do know is what I'm seeing and what my res- my research showed. And, uh, wow, that's all I can say. I, I cited, uh, I think, 27 su- studies on the subject in uh, the Children of Now Evolution. Uh, and I told both sides, I, I you know, I'm not a radical. I just want to inform people. And I'm radical in the sense that I advocate for the children. But I ask everyone to make up their own mind and their own opinion. And I provided the information from both sides. Um, interestingly, though, the government, the U.S. government published statements that said GMOs were fine, uh and didn't cause any trouble. And yet, I talked to one of the lobbyists, and even though she lobbied against the labeling and all of that kind of thing, she said they actually know it hurts kids. 
and I talked to her face to face just you know, creation puts us in the right place at the right time when we need a piece of something information-wise. Yeah. And she walked right up to me and started talking. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and she had quit because she felt like she was false, falsely representing something, and she had moved on to something else, uh, a different position, because she said, I just couldn't advocate for it. I, I just couldn't, you know, for their side of it. She said, I, I saw too much evidence. I, I realized that this whole thing's a scam and I can't do it. And she was one of the conscious people. And there, there's, for her, there's a dozen, for every one of her, there's a dozen more that are doing it, you know, because they, they get paid a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know, should just take a minute, Paula. Can we just take a minute and let people know that we're talking with Dr. Meg blackburn Losey. Um Her website is spiritlight.com. And um, and her L I T E Spirit L I T E dot com. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Spiritlight dot com, and it's L I T E. And um, her latest book, The Children of Now Evolution. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but people get so upset when we don't give <laughs> people <laughs> names. Yeah, and we get so involved in our conversations. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're talking about the children of now evolution. People are confusing the books. Just, I just wanted to clarify that, and it's in all your favorite bookstores. Um, Amazon has a really good price on it right now, by the way. So, um, you might want to check there. Well, I'm going to say people like you uh, are getting getting the word out. Is I can see is actually um, getting somewhere and helping. Maybe not as fast as we would like, but. Uh, just as an example, uh, McDonald's hamburger stock is really going down. So that means mm-hmm. people are thinking maybe this is not the good place to eat. So it is coming across, but maybe not as fast as we want. But as people any, like you, that's helping. Any sign that something is changing is vast. You know, and the fact that those kind of food, food stores particularly them i read a chicken about the i mean i read a article about the McNug- the mcnuggets yesterday and it's kind of like well <laughs> they're i don't want to i don't want to get into the gross details but just trust me don't ever eat another one if you eat them they um they actually filmed how they're being made and what they're doing and and it's it's just gross um oh. so, so that's hurting them as well. People have been asking, you know, there have been a lot of rumors around and probably started by competitors, who knows. But when they, they're coming clean and they're saying, okay, watch, this is what we do. And in some cases it's just fine, and in some cases it's like, are you serious? You're selling my children that? You're selling me that? Nope, not, yeah. not anymore you're not. And um, their attempts to become transparent is way too late. They should have done something over the years, and they didn't, and now they're paying for it. And we did that. We as consumers stopped going there because we want something healthier. You know, and that's and that's what we have to keep doing because we do make a difference, one person at a time. Yeah, and we vote with our pocketbooks. Yep. Yeah, I mean they have to change it, or or the business diminishes. You know, um, let me ask you a question: Have any of the children come back 
um, and took time to speak with you and brought forth new information that was totally unexpected. I'm not sure what you mean, since I wrote the book or since we first met? Yeah, since, in other words, in in your books you have lots of detail about children and that kind of thing, and over mm-hmm. the years, have the children, have any children ever come back to you and let you know um, certain things that, that you didn't expect? Um, occasionally, yes. <laughs> um Weston was really good at doing that, and um, he was very powerful with it. But over the most part, what I find is as the children hit about seven years old, unless unless this part of them is nurtured by people that aren't afraid that their children speak about remembering who they were in past lives or talking to God or choosing them as parents, I mean, that can be pretty disconcerting for someone um, with certain belief systems and and so, um, you know, the the uh, the kids start to get socialized and ostracized because they're they say those kinds of things, and pretty soon they start to forget. The ones that are nurtured in it and just allowed to be who they are tend to maintain a lot of that. And we're seeing that what I'm seeing more than on a personal level is a number of these children starting to act um, in huge social ways or seeing a problem and inventing um, a solution. Um, I just saw an article this morning by a nine-year-old who realized, uh, not by a nine-year-old, but about a nine-year-old, and she's from a pretty well-off family, as are her close friends and stuff, and she realized, um, she they watched the movie, um, oh, what the heck was the name of it? It was Sandra Bullock and the football player. Uh, shoot. Anyway, there was a scene in there that touched him deeply when he realized that the football player, who ended up coming to live with Sandra Bullock's family, didn't have a bed. He slept on a couch, and he didn't have food, and, and there were a lot of other things he was lacking. And in the, the little... The little kid, nine-year-old, said, is this true? Is this what's really going on? And the parent said yes. And he re- realized that kids didn't have books or anything that because they didn't even have money for clothes. How could they have books? He ran a, f- a book drive and was able to get together over 600 children's books. Um, he spoke to three different groups of people. He talked to all his friends. And this is very typically how the children are showing themselves in the world. This one was young. Usually they're about 10 or 11. And um, I save all those articles. I have a, I have many, many beautiful articles about what these kids are doing in the world. But, you know, we don't even know what's possible until we know it's it can be possible. And so the best way to kind of propagate getting them help is just to create awareness. You know, yeah, I'm I'm not about selling books. I'm about getting information out there. And yeah. people say, well, how can I help? I say, get the book and give it to the teacher, give it to the doctor, give it to the principal, give it to your a family you know, you know, whatever. They're not expensive. And I I have people that buy them like 10 or 12 at a time and hand them out. <laughs> not not my doing at all. It's just they tell, they've told me over the years how many they've given away. And I think that's awesome because that's how we, that's how we do this. 
and that's how we create awareness. And a number of people that have encountered the information about the kids have actually gone back to school and gotten higher, uh, like PhDs in education, so they can make a difference from higher in the system. Uh, okay. There have been, yeah. Wow. By the way, the name of that movie was The Blind Side. That was it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just couldn't pull it back just for a minute. Um, yeah, and, and it, it, this this little boy watched this movie, and it, he had no awareness that other people were so lacking in basic needs. And he's this, this little guy just determined to change it. I was just like, go, little guy, go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's, it's good for parents to have children volunteer and um, like food drives and things like that, so that they do become aware. Yeah, they they and the the children will set them up and run them well. What I do want to stress is, by the way, um, no matter how your child is in this now, they're awesome. They're perfect. And they're not, I did say, they're not broken. They're just differently abled. But kids thrive on structure. It helps them feel safe. And we're so busy as parents and caregivers. The average parent spends only 28 minutes a day with their child one-on-one. That's that's sad. And what we need to do is get back to some personal basics to help our children understand the the value of another human being and the reality of uh, of, of all of that because they're getting de- desensitized right yeah. now um, with our technology, which has outgrown our psychology. And so they're being exposed to things that we never had but that are doing some really strange psychological things and we're starting to see issues in our society, um, uh, events that are happening as a direct relation to this. And and what I mean is that the kids are being desensitized. They're you know, they've got their phones, they text, they watch movies, they do videos, they they have social networks and so a lot of that personal interaction that we had as as uh, you know, in our formation of people of beingness um so you know, we we many of us have friends that we can call ten or twenty years later that we've never even talked to since then for different reasons, and we'll pick up right where we left off. They're not getting that piece, and also they're not getting that dead is dead. And when someone gets hurt, they really do bleed, and that no, they don't get up and get a new life. It's over, and so there's a lot of psychological confusion based on the video games and the, a lot of the m- movies and stuff, uh, you know, that's happening. And so we've got to get be working really hard to, I'm sorry, I think that I'm having a delivery and I hope my dogs aren't driving you crazy. Um, <laughs> we've, we've really got to get to a point where we stress communication, bringing them outside of themselves and, you know, have safe conversations where nobody's judged or punished for having their thoughts or feelings and taking the time to do that so that they can really understand the value of each other because they're not getting that piece. And that's that's one of the most terrifying because we see, you know, teenagers internalizing because there's so much conflict inside. And then they build a fantasy life and they go shoot a lot of people. And we're seeing it also in our young police officers shooting you know, there's been way too much of that in the news lately. 
And so that is a symptom of a greater problem. I, I guess what I need to interject here is that with these overwhelming problems mm-hmm. that have magnified, again, when problems like this come about, it's forcing our entire Earth population to reassess um, where we're coming from. It makes exactly. us slow down. It makes us be able to really learn to love one another on all bases and and to take care and help support people in our families and um the evolution of our world is is changing and it's changing us to remember that we do need to slow down uh, you know this is really i think the powerful message here is that you know it run 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 is not the message no stop be still listen what yeah. do you hear what do you feel and i don't mean around you but inside of you you know yeah. we need to we need to get more self aware we we are being desensitized as well and i know a lot of adults that will be listening will will agree with this that some days we just get the can't help it there's too much coming at us and we don't know what to do with anything and so yeah. we become non-functional or stuck as a lot of people call it temporarily because we don't know how to factor all that's come in and imagine what a a fine frequency sensitive loving little child must be going through because they feel with their entire being they have more than five senses their entire body is sentient so they're absorbing information and filing it in their brains in a different way and then we're we're calling them ADD and ADHD and 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 because they don't sit still but the truth is they don't sit still because if somebody is overcharged energetically, I'm one of those people so I can really understand it. Um, if you get too much, moving around helps shake it off and you get more comfortable. Um, yeah. And the, the other piece of that is is they don't know how to differentiate what's theirs and what isn't. They think right. it's all them. So then they start to get a, slow, a low self-esteem and then somebody puts them on drugs and that is a recipe for disaster. So... We need to redesign our school systems and our social activities and our homes to have less clutter, more natural type of environments, peaceful environments, not clutter of the eyes or the or sound. You know, um, it these kids can't take that much input, and so they they are constantly in motion. And we have we are calling it a disease, and what we should be calling it is a social failure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the way, the child—I would say—you put yourself in the child's world, just a baby, and they hear all these noises and uh, um, all these colors, and I couldn't, you know, just being a little baby and having to put up with all that. Yeah, <laughs> coming into the world is enough of a shock already. <laughs> Doctor Meg, you also. Um, are a master healer and medical intuitive. Um, you have um, you, you've delivered so much information to people. <laughs> you have a whole library of stuff, but you also have um, some special healing um, symbol cards for people, and uh, that might be something that our listeners might want to check out too. Thank you. Yeah, they're they're. Um they're very special. 
And um, they're called the Living Light Cards, and you can get them online. Um, all your favorite bookstores, once again. Um, Amazon has them really cheap, and I I think they make awesome Christmas presents because I think they've got them down just under 20 bucks. Um, so thanks for mentioning that. Um, in addition to that, I wanted to mention that I do have the uh, Touching the Light Healing Certification Program. It's a year-long program, and you get me for a mentor for a whole year. Um, and that website is Touching the Light, all one word, Touching the Light, L I G H T, dot org. And I am now taking registration for next year. Um, I teach in person in Atlanta and also online, and all classes are recorded. So ma- no matter where you live or what you do, um, you can keep up with us. And I'd love to have you uh, in the program. Great. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, Well, you know what, we we are coming to the end. I just want to thank you, Dr. Meg, for your abilities of lifting and supporting our newer children and evolution of our world. And and this information we've just brought to our listeners, uh, it's it's really holding our hand and helping us to redirect redirect and support us in in the ways that we need to uh, nurture ourselves, our families, and everyone, you know. Yeah, thank you. That was my complete intention. Yeah. Well, with each new person that uh, can read your book and pass it on, that helps the world just that little bit more. So thank you so much for uh, writing this book and doing all the things that you do. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) And the website, again, one more time, uh, it's Dr. Meg blackburn Losey. The website is spiritlight, that's L-I-T-E dot com. And uh, the name of the book, The Children of Now Evolution. Um, you made our day, uh, Dr. Meg. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. And have everybody have a happy holiday. You thank too. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.